0: General nerdery.
1: So for the last couple years, I've been having fun when people are like, what do you think of the last Avengers movie? Or this happened in the last Avengers movie being like, I haven't seen it. It's like that kind of like terrible hipster part of my soul. The real, ah, that popular thing. And people go, but you read a lot of comics. And I just, this is why I love it. I go, say that back to yourself, but slowly. But for you... Dear listeners, this general of nerdery has finally given up this terrible hipster joke of his, and also because I really wanted to watch WandaVision and uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Right. Well, (laughs) fucking finally. Way to join the rest of the fucking world. Way to (laughs) join 2019 or whatever year it actually is. No, I mean, it'd be... I saw them right away, uh-huh. so I can't speak from experience, but it seems to me like it would be hard not to know what went on in them anyway. We'll talk about that. So, I get it, but there's other things to get to before that. Oh. First being that I'm Tyler.
1: And I'm Zach. We're your generals of nerdery, because this is a podcast called General Nerdery. It's about liking things. Yay! We used to know how to do intros.
0: Did Actually, we, though? Eh, yeah
1: comparatively. Um... What have we been ingesting?
0: What have we been... So this has been uh, a couple weeks of getting caught in doing playing video games when I should be getting other things done.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah.
0: And it's been a lot of City Skylines and a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Valhalla might... Is slowly turning into maybe my favorite in the entire franchise. Wow. Uh, It's still a bit too early in the game to say for certain, but... OMG, it's amazing.
1: I mean, I still haven't played any since Black Flag.
0: And I also watched Mortal Kombat.
1: Ooh, did you like it? I liked it. (laughs) That sounded like with caveats.
0: It's not good. Oh,
1: well, it's Mortal Kombat, man.
0: It's better. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Watching all of the cutscenes from the latest three Mortal Kombat games might technically be a better movie.
1: <laughs> um, I,
0: But there's things to really like about this one. And even that new main character isn't bad. It sounds he's... like he's
1: just forgettable from the most
0: part. Yeah. And um, I kind of hope they... F- keep him around going forward, but I hope they focus not on him being the main character.
1: Yeah. He kind of fits that trope of like, we're going to have this audience introduction Mm. character. And those are characters almost never interesting.
0: No, no. And he was great for his purpose. He Mm. was very obviously the eye and stand in for everyone who didn't know what was going on. And I'm glad they had it because they jump straight into the like mortal Kombat is weird as shit. So
1: What I liked about the original Mortal Kombat is they used kind of Johnny Cage as the audience stand-in of what the hell while letting Liu Kang be like the main character. Mm -hmm. And I thought that balanced pretty well for a really bad movie that I love my standards for this is I need it to be better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It so is. it is not going to be difficult for me to enjoy this movie, guys. Like, it is. I cannot think of a time that I went in with a lower bar for a movie to be like, this will be fun.
0: No, I enjoyed it. I hope they keep going forward. It sounds like they will be because I think Joe Taslim is signed on for like four movies.
1: It did way better than they were expecting
0: to. Uh, they do not hide the fact that Bihan ends up becoming noob Saibot after Sub-Zero at all. His powers are, as Sub-Zero, are half noob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they were expecting it to do like 10 million on opening weekend and it did 9 million on their first night. And they went, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This has never happened to us before. I mean, they picked a very slow time for it to happen. So like, well-timed to not mm -hmm. get beaten out by anything.
0: Uh yeah, I I liked it for its with the, even with its faults. Yeah, perfect. Of which there are many. many.
1: <laughs> um, I have mostly been playing Marvel Spider Man for the PS4. Mm. Uh, because a friend who had promised to lend me their PS4 finally lent it to me, and I don't remember if I talked about this last time or if I just I think I told you somewhere else. Um, I went to set up the PS4, and I'm like, I'm not gonna play right now. And then I sat down and played for eight hours, like middle of the day to after dark. Uh, wife made fun of me for a long time about that one. Um, it remains outside of Into the Spider Verse my favorite non-comic book Spider-Man awesome. adaptation.
0: I still have to get around to playing it one day. I am going through the um,
1: the the oh god, I'm blinking words. The the bionts the. Extra story you can buy that goes on to the game later. Oh, the DLC. DLC, thank you. It's been a long couple of days, guys. (laughs) Um, And those are actually pretty well done for DLCs, which are sometimes super lazy. But I'm trying to get through those before I plug in Miles Morales, Mm because also I'm going to play a lot of Miles Morales. Uh, Other than that, I don't have much, because I also got my second COVID shot, and I have spent the last two days largely in a coma. Oh, well, like <laughs> so,
0: congratulations anyway, though. That's it, awesome. No,
1: super worth it. Don't get me wrong. But usually when I pick what have I been ingesting, it's been the last like two days. I'm like, uh, sleep and ibuprofen.
0: <laughs> Mostly sleep. And ibuprofen.
1: No, a lot of ibuprofen. <clears throat> a lot of ibuprofen. Oh, God, I felt bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get on to our news-tastic four. Uh, right, well, our news-tastic four.
1: News-tastic. Before news-tastic. we go on our actual news-tastic. four, I've got one little bit of news. And we're going to kind of play it as a little game here, because it is the most bizarre news thing I've ever read, but it didn't fit into any of our categories. Okay. Maybe not the most bizarre, but, like, I definitely had to, like, stare at my phone and go, huh. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you about this person that just got arrested, not arrested, but found out that she had an arrest warrant out for her, and you're going to guess why. Okay. A Texas woman found out that she had a... uh,
0: Uh, Overdue library.
1: Felony embezzlement charge against her. (laughs) Why do you think overdue library? Never returned a VHS rental of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. (laughs) From the mid-90s.
0: That's right. I saw a headline about this earlier this weekend, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I knew it was an overdue rental of some sort. To make it even better, the poor woman had never watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch and kept
1: calling it Samantha when <laughs> interviewed this. Her, like, 25-year-ago ex-boyfriend's kids mm. rented a movie and never returned it. And this rental agency that closed in 2008, put a felony embezzlement charge against her for not returning Sabrina. Jesus. And so she has to like update her driver's license or something like that. Like something, you know, something really inane, but you have like, they, they run your name and stuff. And they're like, um, excuse me, ma'am. There's a, are you aware that you have a 20 year old felony embezzlement? She's like, excuse me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's insane she, she I wonder, has to go to
1: court to get it annulled. Uh, like
0: that's gotta be the biggest pain in the ass ever
1: what an absolute waste of everybody's time
0: oh man also, also I, that's re- I remember watching all that Sabrina when it came out now I feel old that it was that long ago oh, it was
1: older my man
0: <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure that was older
0: uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'm still watching
1: Briscoe and that's at least five yeah. years older. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Um,
1: okay, cool. You go first with one of yours. We'll just bounce back and forth.
0: All right. I'll, uh, let's go with, uh, the Johnny storm of the week. The, the hot, the hot, hot, mm-hmm. the new, uh, within, I don't know exactly what time they announced it, but within 12 hours of dropping, The finale of Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Marvel announced that they are going forward with Captain America 4.
1: Which we all kind of knew, but we didn't really know if it was going to be like the movie or if it was going to be another
0: series. Or Mm -hmm. Of course, starring uh, Anthony Mackie as our new Captain America, as established by the finale. Spoilers, but we kind of knew that going into it. That's the whole point of that show. (laughs) That
1: episode came out, what, yesterday for us? Within oh, the last it, couple of days, it was
0: uh, Thursday night at one a.m.
1: Okay, and it's Monday, so like it, just within hmm. the last few days, Marvel waited like no time at all to yeah, be it real. Was,
0: <laughs> like it was announced by like Friday, like one p.m.
1: They are so glad they have a Black Captain America that can pop up, being like, "Look."
0: Well, the show was great. Um, oh yeah,
1: no, and I'm a hundred percent on board with Anthony Mackie playing Cap. I'm just. Making fun of companies at the same time.
0: <laughs> and uh, I believe it's going to be written by the showrunner of the show.
1: Oh, good. I mean, because they don't have... If you're not going to let Joe Johnston come back, which I want him for, you know, period pieces anyways. And we don't have the whatever brothers anymore. Oh. Um, that did the last two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Marcus and McFeely.
1: Yeah. The, you know, t- they directed the movies we're about to talk about. And I do not remember their names.
0: Well, there was, okay, so the brothers directed, but the writers hmm. were also the writers through on all the caps.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good for them.
0: Yeah. The Russo brothers is who you're thinking.
1: Russo, of. thank you. That was going to
0: bother me. Uh, who uh, made it big and got uh, made their names in a lot of ways directing Community and Arrested Development episodes.
1: Oh, I didn't know about Arrested. I knew they did the bottle episode for Community, mm-hmm. which is... God, Community ended super weak, but those first few seasons were strong. Yeah, mean. All right, for our Reed Richards, we're going to talk more about the Mars rover. Because it's really fucking cool.
0: Yeah, it did some cool shit.
1: Oh, my God. First of all, they flew a helicopter on Mars a couple of times now. Just like a... Drone helicopter, but still, we are flying helicopters on Mars. Woo-hoo! That is straight up, like, 1930 sci-fi with people being like, oh, that'll never really happen. We're doing it. Yeah? Somehow it never occurred to me, like, I knew there'd be a way to fly something on Mars, but somehow it never occurred to me that it could do a helicopter? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you could do a helicopter on the moon. Like, I don't know if there's enough...
0: I don't think there's enough...
1: Atmosphere on the Mm -hmm. moon For some reason my brain was like Oh Space You can't do it in space Mars counts But No, Mars has an atmosphere It's Mm -hmm. just Not a very pleasant one for us Yet (laughs) Actually, no Terraforming Mars is a terrible idea But um, (laughs) That does bring us to The other cool thing Ingenuity Made oxygen On Mars. Hmm. Not ingenuity. Perseverance. (laughs) I was reading about ingenuity earlier today, too, because it's about to die. But perseverance Hmm. is running strong. The uh, atmosphere on Mars is like 96% carbon dioxide. So I don't know what Earth's is, but it's significantly less than that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And an experimental instrument about the size of a toaster called the... Mars Oxygen in C2 Resource Utilization Experiment, or MOXI for oh, short, okay. peeled oxygen atoms off of molecules in carbon dioxide to create oxygen. That sentence on Earth sounds insane to me. Going to Mars, I mean, this doesn't make nearly enough to make your own oxygen. But it's a step. But it's a step. It's kind of like, you know, m- Mercury 1, which was... First person to get, a, or first person to go in space and, like, spend time there. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything. They were up there for, like, two or three hours. But it did not take long to go from that to landing on the moon. Yeah. So we've proven we can do it. Now what comes next? Like, for the idea of space exploration, this is beyond revolutionary.
0: And, and I mean, and things like that, even even if, if we figure out that it's, uh-huh. improbable to scale that up to the point where it is making oxygen for us, it doesn't mean there's not still uses for that sort of thing. Uh-huh. I was reading something recently that like the the backbone of what they base 5G off of can be used to power things remotely, but the things that we're talking about are like super- super tiny, don't use hardly any power at all. Mm -hmm. But for certain kind of sensors, that means you no longer have to run wire channels.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, This is kind of why whenever I see someone be like, no, we need to use our resources to save the Earth. And yes, we need to save the goddamn Earth, guys. We are running out of time. But space travel and the technology that we have created every time we've done real... Space exploration stuff always helps Earth. Like, Mm -hmm. the stuff that NASA makes to send something to Mars is almost always useful somewhere on Earth. Let's just, I'm not going to go into the politics of where we should actually (laughs) cut money, but the NASA budget is not one of them.
0: Now that needs to go up.
1: Also, it's so insignificant. It's like
0: it needs to go up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the equivalent of like a buck 50. So like that we it's... can keep going up. <laughs> up and up
0: and away. We're not going away. No. Not yet. I got another news piece.
1: That was smooth. I like the <laughs> All
0: right, go ahead. I don't know. Maybe maybe this isn't way too out there to for for our Ben Grimm our thing, but yeah. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Russell Crowe let slip who he's playing in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. He's playing Zeus. So now the internet is awash with fan theories on who could be cast as Marvel's Hercules.
1: Bringing Zeus and the Greek gods is a big step in Thor replacements because I mean, they've got Chris Hemsworth for another movie or two, but at some point he's going to be done. Uh, this could bring in Hercules, this could also bring in Ares. Mm-hmm. Although Ares cannot carry a movie the way Hercules could. No. And I'm not a huge Marvel's Ares fan, but made me think of it. Um God, I don't know. Who's a big hairy Greek
0: guy? I I had one thought immediately that I thought would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then when just seeing what other people were saying, my thought happens to also be on this list that I found. Oh. So I'm just going to go through this list uh that comicbook.com published. Eight actors who could play MCU's Hercules from Jen Anderson. Cause it's kind of fun. Yeah. Henry Cavill. I actually really like that because I really like him, but
1: It could work. What I want you know what? Actually, let's talk about this real fast. I'm just going to put out my own name, because I'm going to base all of these off, like, what I want for Hercules. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be unfair if I don't otherwise. me I want him to be, like, Thor was physically big. I want him to be physically
0: massive.
1: Okay. I want, like, the mountain from Game of Thrones kind of set up uh, okay. for
0: So, I mean, half Thor wouldn't be a bad choice. I don't know if he has quite the charisma, but.
1: I don't know if he has the charisma, and I don't know if he could pull off being Greek. But. (laughs) um,
0: But that'd still be pretty cool.
1: But Cavill, you know what? Actually, after watching Justice League, Harry Chess, shirtless Cavill, and people would eat that shit up. Oh, yeah. People are thirsty for Cavill.
0: Because. Henry Cavill. And now he's wrong. Um,
1: Uh, it could be fun. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I kind of like it. And I also want him to get a fun superhero movie to do.
0: Yeah. Have fun with it. right? He Uh, liked
1: playing Superman, but Man of Steel was pretty fraught and Justice League was everything Justice League was.
0: With how insane they've gotten the past few movies, you could argue that he's gotten uh, a fun superhero movie when he did Mission Impossible, but...
1: Wasn't he in Man from U.N.C.L.E. as well? Yeah. It from Uncle was a, it wasn't superhero in any stretch of imagination, but it was a lot of fun. I liked that. Oh, God, the Blood Guy was in that, too. Anyways, moving on.
0: Uh, Luke Evans.
1: Remind me, I know who that is. Uh, but...
0: Beauty and the Beast and the Hobbit. Here's a picture of him.
1: Oh, him. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Not, wasn't one of my first choices. Whatever, he's fine. I'm not
1: against it, but I clearly keep forgetting who Luke Evans is, so it's not a huge priority for
0: me. Jonathan Gabris. Uh he's a comedian.
1: <laughs> Get that dude super ripped and ripped and he'd have the appearance in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, he real white. But. Uh
0: I believe he's been writing on what we do in the shadows. Plus he does work on like the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. I've listened to him show up on a, as a guest on a ton of different podcasts. He um, is a comedian Amazing. being
1: Hercules could work, because Hercules should be, like... I don't want Hercules to be a serious think
0: piece. Agreed. Uh, Henry Golding from uh, Crazy Rich a- Asians. I have not watched it yet, so I know nothing of his I acting. Seen
1: anything with him. Uh,
0: I think he's going to be our new Snake Eyes, since they're doing a new G.I. Joe Snake Eyes I'm movie. I'm extremely
1: unlikely to watch that movie. Like, not fighting watching the movie, but... Uh,
0: uh this guy, his name gets thrown out for every fucking character that people are like, they've gotta cast this character at some point. Uh Zach Efron. No. No, nah, not as Hercules. Somebody else. Nothing
1: against Zach Efron. I Growing Up, people hated him a lot because we were all just a little too old for high school musical. Yeah. But Zach Efron's not a bad actor from no. what I've seen him in. No, he's really uh, not. He would be an awful hurt. It would be like Toby Maguire Venom. But with Hercules, I would
0: say I kind of started liking him when I watched the uh, the Hairspray remake. And that's where my opi- uh, opinion on him started to turn He was around.
1: one of the best parts of. And somehow I watched High School Musical. It was catchy. That's part of the reason we all hated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Tom Bateman. I don't think I've watched anything he's in. Uh, da Vinci's Demons, uh, The New Murder on the Orient Express.
1: Oh, I've wanted to watch the new murder. I'm like, he, I love Poirot, but I don't know who he is. I don't have an opinion. I don't see it in his face, but, yeah. Uh,
0: this one, I've seen him in bit roles. Logan Marshall Green. Once again, not one of my first choices.
1: Apparently he's going to play Mr. Miracle in the new guys. I have No, or, people oh.
0: tried and begin him.
1: Okay, I can see him more as Mr. Miracle than I can see him...
0: Same as Hercules.
1: Guys... Gotta be big,
0: him so, big. So this was my choice. This is the last one on the list. Well, when I first saw, like, oh, we might end up getting Hercules. That'd be awesome, and it would be hilarious if it was Liam Hemsworth.
1: You can't see my facial expression there. Sorry. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It would be extremely funny. No, <laughs> um, like, you know what? If you want to bring in like Balder, hell yeah. Uh...
0: Yeah, you're still laughing it about is... it.
1: <laughs> Look, man, if you're going to do like the B grade Thor, then do the B grade Chris Hemsworth, too. So that's me.
0: But... <laughs> that's me. Uh Yeah. So that's what I had. I thought it was a lot of fun to think about the fact that we might be getting a Marvel Hercules. I
1: think I like Henry Cavill best out of those options. Out of
0: that. Yeah. I I didn't think of Cavill myself when, before I saw the list,
1: he's like 80 and way too old to work for this. But if we could have had him like back in his prime from the like seventies, Brian blessed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, if they were willing to double up on Dave Batista in makeup and out of makeup.
1: <laughs> Dave Batista would be great. Cause he's Hercules is pretty much just excited Drax in like Dave
0: Batista's like Absolutely. This is great. Let's do this and stab that guy. I don't know though. They're like, that's a that's a hard casting call.
1: It's another one. I don't usually go for actors to become wrestlers. I could see it there. John Cena if he was hairier
0: like if we had young rock again but i don't i think the rock at this point is just a little bit too old for what i want to see as mcu hercules also oh,
1: rock's played hercules before just not And i
0: think hercules. he needs a better i think he needs a second chance at it cuz <laughs> i remember when they released the first promo image of him wearing the fucking lion skin He did skin. look
1: real sweet. I had a friend who was a big fan of that movie and showed it to me and was really excited because he's like, that movie is a lot of fun. And I try not to do this, but I just dragged that fucking movie <laughs> the whole time. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know like I will drag a movie, but I try not to do it when someone's like, I love this movie. You should watch it with me. Cause that's mean. Right. But, but I did it. I had a lot of fun watching it roar. I promise. That movie was bad.
0: <laughs> but he looked so good. He
1: looked very good, and they had a really good cast that just deserved so much better.
0: But now now he just needs to be like Old Man Scorpion King instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, though. Um, that's fun. What, what, what are we ending oh, this with? Oh, Sue
1: Storm! The original creators of the Predator franchise are suing Disney for the rights.
0: That's interesting.
1: It's kind of wild. After 35 years, film franchises are susceptible to copyright termination. So the original writers of the first Predator are trying to get the rights back, and they're going to war with Disney over it. Apparently, they warned Disney like two years ago they were going to do this, and Disney waited until the last second to... Contest this. Uh, I will almost always side with the creators over the giant corporation, so good for them. I hope they get it. I mean, they'll probably almost immediately sell it back to Disney once that happens, but get your payoff, boys. What's interesting about this is it's serious enough that Marvel semi permanently halted the Predator comic they had just announced and were going to launch. Which is kind of wild. I mean, usually when well. big companies do this, they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't know, stand a chance. So, But Disney is taking this seriously enough. Uh, I expect Disney, they'll work out some agreement, and they can't really talk about the details, but we're happy with the future that Disney has planned for Predator. Which means I got paid a lot of money, and they're going to call me an executive
0: producer on future ones. Right. Um, yeah, and I see that the the Thomas brothers, uh, their lawyer is a bit of a specialist in dealing with some of these copyright copyright that things.
1: So it'd be why they're taking
0: it seriously. Uh, he did some of the the Superman copyright issues. Oh boy! Uh, he was recently working on some of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth cases, which have been going on for years and are a giant mess. <laughs> Uh, as these guys are probably...
1: I mean, they're probably decently off. They wrote Predator. Mm -hmm. But they're not... You know, they're not wildly rich compared to the amount of money the Predator franchise brings in, even with its bad movies, which is most of them. Some of them are pretty cool. It would be really cool for those guys to get the money they really have earned, if we're being Mm -hmm. honest about it. So...
0: I, I would be curious to see how much their original script simply labeled Hunters matches up to what we ended up seeing. But That's very true. And not to take anything away from no, them. I'm just curious no, now at it, this point, thinking about a this. lot over mm-hmm. the course
1: of stuff. Uh, I'm not really a fan of the Predator franchise, so I have no, like, you know, I, I, I have no teeth in this. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that I'm sure are like, God, they're like, yes, creator rights, but also I wanted that Predator comic book.
0: Um, plus, the, I know Disney was looking at making more movies, too. I know the they had the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, D- Dan Trachtenberg, attached to do something Predator-wise.
1: I think it's interesting. I think, as I said, I think Predator has largely been cases of diminishing returns.
0: That's true. Uh, I even, I'm even really liked the last one, but that's because I think it was kind of made for me and my experience with Predator, which is not everyone's experience with Predator. So.
1: I think the last two, like Predators or whatever, the one where mm-hmm. they go to the Predator planet, is supposed to be decent. And this last one, I heard mixed reviews for. But like the Alien vs. Predator movies were
0: bad. Yeah. They were I really, really bad. I really like that first one, but it is Garbage.
1: Uh, I think the only one I've seen through is the second one because I was on a date in like high school when it came out. I'm mm-hmm. like, "What about this?" And I'm like, "Sure, pretty girl, I'll go wherever you want to go." Like, <laughs> and watching, being like, "This date already wasn't that great, and man, this is not helping." <laughs> like,
0: that's fucking funny. Uh, that's but, all I got.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it
0: as it goes along.
1: We'll be right back. Woo. <laughs>
0: all right so now that you're getting caught up after your own personal blip <laughs> <laughs> five years but actually how many five five years
1: since Infinity. oh war not since.
0: oh since infinity war came out i don't i'd have to look that up probably only four years um a
1: surprising amount of time for the person who saw iron man like eight times in the theaters what did you really I went through a phase when I was, like, 19. Oh, it was
0: early 2018, so three years. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you had a mini blip.
1: Uh, Anyways, after my own personal blip, I actually really liked them. Like, I was putting them off because I wasn't feeling great things about another Avengers movie. And, especially after Justice League, this was just so refreshing. Without even knocking Justice League, it just reminded me, like... Man, Marvel, even though they're only okay ones, are really good at what they
0: do. Right. I forgot that, that, that this meant, once again, getting in six hours of movie.
1: It felt but shorter it was to me
0: than Justice League did. But it was fine. <laughs> Honestly, to me, it didn't.
1: That's fair. It's still Endgame, or at least movie. Endgame like, didn't. Not,
0: at least Endgame didn't. You
1: didn't like Endgame very much. If I,
0: really I don't remember. like it as much as Infinity War. I like it. I don't like it as much as Infinity War.
1: That's No, that's fair. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure how to separate the two of them, especially since I just watched, you know, one one night and the other the next. I didn't have that mm-hmm. year in between. There's, yeah, so
0: that's interesting. So you knew stuff going into this. You knew a lot going into this, because at a certain point, the world did not care about spoilers for any of these movies. No, and
1: I run, like, five nerd podcasts. Like, it just... Yeah. You pick it up through osmosis. Um, I didn't know how the time travel bit worked. Okay. And we can talk a little bit about the parts that I was wrong on. Um, And that was, I think, the only thing I really didn't know. Like okay. a lot of it, you know, I didn't know small details of like when Bucky's going to come in or like, how are they going to fit 45 freaking heroes in the first in Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, well, was the answer. I had I had no faith in that. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. It's part of oh, why I put this movie off.
0: Um, I mean, even if this movie was a quarter, e- either of these movies were of a quarter as good as they were. They're a miracle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they There's shouldn't have happened. About you about them should work. N- nothing, you should not be able to crash this many disparate storylines together. You shouldn't be able to just do the scheduling of getting all of these top tier Hollywood actors together to shoot these scenes. Who
1: we're willing to sign on for like a scene. Like I didn't know Robert Redford came back.
0: Yeah. For That's 10 insane. seconds.
1: He's Robert Redford. He has better things to do. Actually, he's probably mostly retired at this point. But, like,
0: still. He was drawing up the Redford Asians for Watchmen in a couple years.
1: They got Natalie Portman. She hated Thor 2. Like, they had people who did not like these movies. Well, this movie made Thor 2 matter again. Yeah, actually, the best part of Thor 2 is the scene from Avengers Endgame (laughs) where Fat Thor, I shouldn't call him that, but yeah, Fat—he's Fat Thor, is uh, hanging out with his mom because that scene made me tear up a little bit. Actually, with you saying you like Infinity War better, Infinity War... I get
0: more emotional during uh, Endgame, though.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Infinity War felt more like a good comic book crossover to me. Endgame made me more emotional and it was, I think, a much braver movie in a lot of ways. Mm. One, and and I think people who don't watch all the Marvel movies were the people who liked this movie less. And I super get it because this is not a friendly movie for someone who hasn't watched the last like 23.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jesus, Infinity War starts straight off You don't even see Thanos getting the power stone.
1: Nope, he just has it. I don't even remember if we ever saw where he got it.
0: No, he, um, oh, he
1: blows blows up Kreelar or something. Yeah, uh, um, Xandar.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The
1: Nova place. Yeah, the Nova place. Oh, they all dead.
0: Yeah, that (laughs) sucks.
1: Uh, I am still a little mad that they set Thor up in, like, the most interesting way after Thor Ragnarok and then almost immediately destroyed all of that. Though, we found out that Meek and um, Korg Korg, were still alive, and that was my biggest concern. Like, we're watching this, C.C. and I, uh, and, like, all this stuff is happening with Loki and Hulk, and I'm like, but where is Korg and Meek?
0: We already thought Meek was dead. I can't handle it twice. Uh, okay, so that good. You knew a lot of the things that were coming, mm-hmm. but you hadn't seen this before. What were some of the things that made you excited to, to actually finally get to see? Thanos. Okay. Because I was really
1: on... Un- I didn't actually believe Josh Brolin could do it, and that is not anything against Josh Brolin. That is my own extremely elitist opinion on how Thanos should be trade Okay. Um, and I get why they didn't do... He literally worships the Avatar of Death and is trying to marry her. Yeah, they didn't do
0: could... weird, incel, death simp, Thanos.
1: Who I'm weirdly fond of. Although, admittedly, later ones have her, like, actually showing him affection, and it's a much more even set-up relationship, other than, like... And then there's others where she dates Deadpool just to piss him off. It's weird, guys. But... I love Jim Starlin, the creator, telling Thanos stories. That's some of my favorite things that Marvel can do. So I was really uncertain. But outside of Jim Starlin writing Thanos, this was my favorite depiction of Thanos that I've seen. Um, I mean, it it's, I'll kill 50% of the population to save everything is eco-fascist trash, but... If he it's com- for the Mad Titan. But he did compelling eco-fascist trash. Like, he did a really good job of justifying why he wanted to kill so many people. mm mm-hmm. Bad justifications,
0: but, you know. But he was, he was at least trying to back it up.
1: Yes! And he played a surprisingly sympathetic character and a surprisingly, like, introspective Thanos that I didn't see from the Goonies guy. <laughs> um, good pull It's <laughs> the main thing I know Josh Brolin from Let's fair, be honest here uh, But he did a really good job My literally <laughs> only Critique Is his power level Was wildly variable Yeah Cause he kicks the absolute Bejesus out of the Hulk In the first scene And then later on Captain America holds his own alone against him. Mm -hmm. That shit ain't happening. Like you get one or the other. So he had definite plot, not plot armor, but plot weaknesses. But fuck, it was still cool.
0: (laughs) Anything else? I'm curious. This is, this is interesting. Like, I'm like, I've seen this. I've owned this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of uh, vision got punked. Okay. Way more than. Way more than he should have. And we never really got to see Vision be the powerhouse that he actually is. That will get made up for. In WandaVision, from what I understand. Yes, and that's part of the reason why I'm excited. I really like the Vision, like the data of the Avengers set. And Paul Bettney's such a good choice for Vision. But he gets punked in the comics a lot and he gets punked in the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Just because
1: they're not sure what to do with him. And I kind of felt it there. They were like, God, Paul Bettany's good at this. But, like, I don't know. Have him be sad and thinking he should die to save the soul. Like, stop him. Um, I don't know. So I guess I wanted a better, like, the vision being cool scene. But I'm also not sure where I would have put it. Because this movie was chock fucking full.
0: Oh, it doesn't waste a fucking minute. Where do you cut anything from? I mean, there's excess in it for, like, humor and stuff, mm-hmm. but you kind of need that to break up some of the stuff that's oh, going on. Oh, this movie would have been
1: so long if they weren't really good at slinging jokes and, like, earned references. I was amazed how many times they slipped in lines from previous movies and having it feel mostly natural. hmm I mean, this is an end game, but when... Um, Back in time, Cap goes, I can do this all day. And <laughs> Cap's like, yeah, I, I know. know. God, that was good. Yeah. I, I think that was my favorite of them. But. Um,
0: on your left.
1: On your left. ooh, that was a solid one. That's one thing that I got wrong. And it's a very small thing for whatever reason, because I'd seen the image Of people coming through the portals.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: I had, for some reason, thought that was people coming from the past to the present day. Oh, not they're brought back and then strange,
0: teleports them them to
1: the fight. It makes more sense this way, but for whatever reason, I had just thought those were the same action.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You know, from like the gifts and stuff.
0: I mean, there is so much movie to talk about, but like any anything else that really you were like, oh, oh, that's awesome. I got to see that. Or should we move on to the emotional beats?
1: Doctor Strange and Iron Man together was done. Actually, really well, like part of me didn't like it because those two get along in a very strange way because they're both like wild bearded egotists, mm-hmm. but it made sense for these two at the point that they're at. I mean, strange, first meeting, first like, meeting and strange is real new at this. Still. He hasn't learned to deal with the superhero community
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Tony Stark is Tony Stark. So it made a lot of sense. And I mean, CC loved those two together. It was so well done. Um, any moment with the guardians is a gift to me. They, that, that team is some of my favorite stuff that's come out of the Marvel U.
0: I am Groot. Hey, watch <laughs> your mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, teenage Groot was fun. I mean, it's Groot, so I enjoyed it. He's probably my least favorite of the three different versions of Groot we've seen. But that's because, as we've talked about another thing, someone has to be the worst. So, yeah. like,
0: Plus, teenagers suck.
1: We just... I think if it had been in a uh, Guardians movie standalone, there would have been a lot more room to play with it and it would have been more fun. This kind of leans into emotional beats, so I guess we'll use that to transition in here. Watching Gamora be the grown-up that Gamora kind of got to become over the course of the movies Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. And watching Nebula, I never in a million years, even with Karen Gilliam playing her, Thought that I was gonna give a crap about Nebula. I've read multiple Nebula comics. Someone's always falling in love with her, and I never understand why. <laughs> she's not bad, she's just super forgettable in the comics. Karen owned that role.
0: Like yeah, I that was am great.
1: I was really worried she was gonna die. I did not think old woman Karen was or Nebula was gonna live through it, and she's so much better. Mm-hmm. And having her set up for the next Guardians film, having her be like, you know, the mature together one with Gamora now being the young one again. That's a, I cannot wait to see that
0: dynamic. Um, She was involved in one of my favorite, just quiet, emotional, super quiet, super quick, emotional beats of the movie. Was it
1: playing uh, with uh, playing paper football with no. Tony? Because that was good.
0: That was good. No. Um. After after everyone gets dusted
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it's when they get back to Earth and they're they're taking the, in the enormity of what's gone on. So I guess it would be an endgame, not mm-hmm. anyway, um, her and Rocket holding hands for a second.
1: That was really good. Rocket fit in with the Avengers way better than I expected, but it was very believable that, like, these people who are so traumatized by all of this just kind of...
0: I'm going to get that arm.
1: ...stuck together. (laughs) Yeah, that was... (laughs) Can I have your gun? No. Your arm? No. (laughs) I'm sure I did that line wrong, but, God, it was funny.
0: Bucky dual-wielding and (laughs) Rocket...
1: Uh, uh, God, I'm looking forward to Falcon and Winter. Almost more than WandaVision. I'm going to like WandaVision better, but I'm just excited for...
0: They're very different. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very apples and oranges feel.
1: Because as much as I liked Civil War, I still thought Cap 3 kind of got a short shift by being that movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, I kind of feel like Civil War should have just been an Avengers movie and been more honest about it. I'm excited for Falcon and winter soldier to kind of get more on the storyline that I wanted from the cap characters. Nat. Okay. Nat's emotional arc was a lot of fun. And that, uh, that scene where she dies, like where she fights Hawkeye and says goodbye and all that stuff. That was just pace. Perfect from second to second. Like I would not change a moment of that scene including I really like letting Nat and Hawkeye even when they know they're about to kick the shit out of each other are just so openly affectionate still they'll mm-hmm. be like all right like we'll have you know we're going to f- fight in like in this one like we're going to fight to see which one of us dies and in uh civil war they had a similar thing of like all right i'm going to kick the crap out of you for this but it's you still. So mm-hmm. like we're, we're having ideological differences here. I, I appreciated that with them. So having that very quiet moment where they just like, were together. And I think part of the reason why it speaks to me so much is we so rarely see that in a non-romantic form in movies. Mm-hmm. If anyone has that like quiet moment of like hugging and heads touching, Oh, they doing it in most movies so letting them have that here was good. And also, they're just the best Hawkeye moments. Yeah. Hawkeye got a short shift in these movies. In all of these movies. And part of
0: it... Is because he's Hawkeye?
1: Well, yeah, okay. Part of it's because he's Hawkeye. I kind of love <laughs> Hawkeye in this, like... Dude, what are you doing here? You're a weirdo circus carny with a bow. I don't like Hawkeye with a family. There's nothing wrong with the family. Jeremy Renner did everything he could with that role. I just don't find it overly compelling. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, it's I'm looking way more forward to the series coming up where he's going to be partnered up with Kate Bishop. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do to his family.
1: Who knows? Uh, I. But Yeah. Uh, Endgame Hawkeye was probably the best Hawkeye we got because he got to be weird emotional mess of a character who's really good at fighting. That is who Hawkeye should be.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to think. So it was like going and seeing it in the theaters. There was a couple moments that like I exclaimed out loud, which I don't know if I had ever done at movies previously, mm-hmm. but I couldn't stop myself from being like, oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> when, like, uh, Cap and Mjolnir.
1: I knew it was coming, so I didn't have that, like, oh my god. But it was very well done. Um, it reminds me of one of my, like, all-time favorite Mjolnir scenes, which is in Justice League versus the Avengers. And they have to, like, they're powering up their strongest thing, so Cap lends Superman his shield, and then he picks up Mjolnir later. Mm. And it's like, it's this most stupidly over the top moment ever, but it's so well done. And I had that same kind of thing there of like, yeah. Uh, When Thor tosses it back to him, being like, no, you get the little one. Yeah. That was funny. (laughs) That was good. A stronger Mjolnir moment for me, again, because I didn't have that surprise, was when Thor summons Mjolnir from the past and just yanks Mjolnir. Which does create a plot hole now that I think about it, because Cap went back in time to put all of the stones back to make sure that um, there wouldn't be any like weird branches where they created a you know apocalyptic alternate Earth. But Thor super kept me older and was like, "Nah, you'll be fine." That Thor doesn't have me older to help him with anything from this point on.
0: Right, but that branch ceases to exist once that gets put back.
1: Yeah, but they didn't put Mjolnir back.
0: That's, yeah, but it doesn't matter because that timeline just doesn't exist anymore.
1: Sure, okay. (laughs) Let's argue
0: that.
1: God, that scene brought a lot of, like, Thor having a panic attack didn't bring emotions to me, but it was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a, I've had that panic attack. Um, Not, I mean, not that panic attack, but. uh, (laughs) That like oh god I can't do this like I've been such a fuck up lately, I can't see people who expected more of me that that one I've had not specifically mm-hmm. this is the day my mother died and I'm Fat Thor now, but like Fat Thor still being worthy and I'm, I keep using that because that's what he's called in like everything but you know yeah because he's Fat s- Thor Sad Thor yeah um, I don't want to Fat Shame Thor. Lebowski Uh, Thor. Lebowski Thor was good.
0: Uh, Tony and his dad moment got me a bit. I remember that. It did. Not as much on rewatch, but I remember in the theater. I think it was kind
1: of setting up for Iron Man 3 to be a different movie than what we got. Uh, Because some of Tony's growth after Iron Man 3... Never felt right to me just because Iron Man 3 was so, like, out there and then never talked about again.
0: Other so, than bringing the kid back for his funeral.
1: Which took me it a while to be <laughs> like, who's that? I don't know. I just felt like there was, like, um, some moments with Iron Man that we just didn't get to see because they just didn't have room for it, for one thing. Mm-hmm. That led to that scene that I wish I had seen to give that scene a little more impact. Tony as a dad was great. Because it was very believable of like, okay, you're still the like sassy jerk that you are, but you're a good dad too. Like that, you have grown to a point that that actually makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I don't like Cap going back in time and marrying uh, Peggy. Okay. And I get why people wanted to do it.
0: More, I think you're the only person I've ever I <am> heard say absolutely that. Absolutely,
1: the only person who thinks this. But for one thing, and you know what? It was good. I I enjoyed that scene. But I really loved season one of Agent Carter, which was all about her moving past him. So I'm kind of bummed to just have them be like, no, oh, never mind. And also, in the comics, she was one of the first interracial romances that Marvel ever portrayed. Because she uh, ends up with, I think his name is Gabriel, uh, one of the Howling Commandos, the the black guy that we see a
0: couple of times. Oh,
1: so I'm kind of sad that didn't happen because I enjoyed.
0: Well, it like, didn't uh, happen in that offshoot multiverse.
1: Their time travel stuff hurts my head.
0: I know. I it doesn't. work. It doesn't work, especially the more you think about it. But I especially have especially because like
1: Steve stayed and he showed up again.
0: Like, well, I think the implication is once they had a wider access to Pym particles in the first place, once they were sending him back on the mission, and it wasn't like we need to get this done because Thanos just screwed over the world mm-hmm. and like everyone's back, so we can like. Like, hey, Fim is back. We can make pin particles again. That he went and that all took place in that tangent universe. And then he didn't put back the stone till once he was done living that life.
1: Who even knows? <laughs> like, um, at this point, their time travel shenanigans made no sense. They just wanted to flash back to other scenes that they'd done in the past and have fun with it and bring back characters who were dead. At least for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Robert Redford character. That said, one of the funniest scenes in the movie is they go back in time and see angry Hulk and you have the Professor Hulk just being like, "Oh my god." Oh, and that's like, embarrassing. Maybe smash some things. I think it's reductive, but whatever. And then he's like so half-heartedly, "Eh, smash." <laughs> like, Professor Hulk has never been my favorite Hulk. But God, it was fun to watch in this. And it was really fun. I like when Professor Hulk exists, even if I prefer Savage Hulk.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: I kind of like it when you never quite know which Hulk is going to come out that day.
0: Right. I like that, too. Is
1: he going to be smart? Or is he going to be a mobster? Or is he going (laughs) to (laughs) be... Oh God! Oh, I want Mobster Hulk in Thor four so badly.
0: That'd be so amazing. I'm trying to think. There's so many.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. The funeral got me pretty good. Of like, I'm gonna
0: cry. I did. I did really good. Until I even made it through. I love you three thousand in his hologram. Mm. It's when Happy tells his daughter that he'll get her
1: the cheeseburgers. That did a lot. Uh, oh, God. Some of the people coming back brought me back. Um, on your left felt real strong. Seeing, Ch- oh, when Chadwick walks through. And yeah. you boom, mm-hmm. um, And part of that is we're just like, oh, God, this is the last. I had that at two places. This is literally the last new thing of this that I'll ever get. Like, that's the last time I'll ever see Chadwick as the Black Panther in a place I had not seen it before. Oh, right. And the other one was Stan Lee's cameo in Infinity War. Because Mm. I've seen Captain Marvel, so I saw his last cameo. Right. But I hadn't seen that one. And I saw it and was like, Stan! ah!" Oh, my God. I don't ever have an unseen Stan Lee cameo again. Did he cameo in Deadpool 2? No. Then I'm out. I'm fresh out. I've seen, like... Pretty much every Stan Lee cameo. And. Ugh. That hurts. We've talked about my somewhat complicated feelings of Stan Lee. But he's still Stan the man Lee. Right. (laughs) Um, This is cool action scene as opposed to like emotional moments. But when they have. It's an infinity war and they charge. Like, Mm. oh, we have to open up the gate right there. mean Whatever. But. And, like, everyone charges, and both uh, Black Panther and Captain America are just, like, zipping it ahead of everyone. I laughed, because it looked goofy, because they clearly were like, well, let's just fast-forward this a little bit here. (laughs) But also, I was like, yeah, that's how that would go. If you don't have Pietro,
0: then those two
1: are the ones that are definitely like, what up, dude? Um, and giving Black Panther that respect. I think that's one thing I like about the Marvel movies, that they've done a real good job about, even when he first appears, you take the Black Panther seriously.
0: And all the sequences of that battle are pretty fucking cool. The, I love the, the Wakandan cape shields. Oh, always. Four shields. They're always. always great. Thanos I, I love that answer. you made sure to have uh, fucking... Uh, what's his name there? M'Batu. M'Batu.
1: M'Batu was great. Anytime he does. I, I am sure, and I don't know, but I'm sure <laughs> the way they convinced him is they'll be like, well, let's do the, the cry thing again. He's like, yes. All right, whatever. I'm not up to anything. Actually, he's up to a lot of things. but um, uh, Oh, Thanos' mil- minions, boring is all get out. And I yeah. always think that about the... Obsidian or not uh, the black, whatever they are, Thanos' is uh, generals, Corvus Glaive,
0: and those people, Corvus Glaive, Obsidian Maw.
1: They're so boring that I can't remember what their
0: names are. Uh, those are the only two I can remember
1: for when you need to fight Thanos, but not Thanos. Yeah, uh, they
0: looked, I mean, they looked cool though, their like brought to is, life. They're,
1: their design is great. I think Dustin Weaver did the original designs. I'll correct mm. myself if I'm wrong on that. He's a great artist. Jonathan Hickman created them. Like, they're not. They don't come from a bad thing. But I just don't feel any passion for them. They exist entirely for when you need to fight Thanos people, but not. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, they're mini bosses.
1: They're Dark Link from Legend of Zelda. They look kind of cool, but really, they're mostly annoying.
0: Like, I mean, I know some people saw it as uh, a weakness especially to Infinity War. But I kind of like that the movie treats them as such, though, too. They don't worry about telling you anything about them. No. It's it, just like, here, go my more trusted minions than my numerous millions of armies.
1: Yeah, it it's fine. They're supposed to be, I think, the actual children mm. of Thanos in this one. Mm. I'd never would have gotten that. I never... Like, they. there's one passing line of them as the children of Thanos. But, like, I don't like that. It's boring. Yeah. We already have children of Thanos with Gamora and Nebula, and they do it amazingly. So...
0: All right, the not fun part. Was there anything you had problems with?
1: Again, we've talked about Vision getting punked. The time travel doesn't make any sense. I think almost any critique... Of this movie that I've heard stands. I just didn't care. Because I had enough fun and Marvel has earned enough credit for me. But if they haven't earned that credit from you, these are not fun movies. Right. Like, if you've not seen... The only one I haven't seen up to Endgame is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that was fine. Whatever.
0: I really like um, the fights in that movie. The fights in that movie are
1: dope. The first Ant-Man movie was fun. I just mm-hmm. never got around to watching the second one. I will now, but yeah. So yeah, if you don't have that earned credit, if you don't have that like built in emotional experience, these aren't really going to work for you, but as a fan of comic books and and the DC and Marvel universes. And so I have read my share of event comics. I knew that going in. So I was able to kind of put aside parts of my brain in the same way that I have to for reading I don't know. Secret Invasion, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm not there for like the deep emotional moments Mm -hmm. that they still landed a surprising number of because God, they're good at casting.
0: All right, I got to bring up my. I think I think only. I think only two gripes. I
1: will probably agree with you on them.
0: Uh, One is more of a problem. It's a weird problem and maybe a good problem to have. Uh Um, it's just their inconsistency with their uh, their use of special effects and CG through these movies. Thanos is fucking photoreal every time he's on screen. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is Mark Ruffalo's floating head in the Hulkbuster armor?
1: I mean, they do floating heads all the time. Yeah,
0: but it looked horrendous. It looks... And not to mention Rhodey's head, like, sometimes almost barely lining up with floating on top of the fucking war machine armor.
1: Um, Honest to God, I didn't notice.
0: The, so the textures guess... on the skin for uh, that. I can't remember. Once again, I pointed out that I can only remember two of their names. But the the female of the the children of Thanos. Proxima
1: Midnight, I think is her. There name.
0: we go the texture of her skin seemed to be rendered only half of the time. And otherwise she seemed to be completely smooth.
1: Hmm. I'm going to, I mean, I know I'm going to watch these movies again, so I'll keep an eye out for that next time. I don't notice special effects bloopers Hmm. too much unless they're like really blatant. Um,
0: I wouldn't even call these bloopers. They were just
1: just badly done. I wasn't wildly sold on roadies armor in general in this one. It just looked, especially when like, he took his helmet off and he was just wearing oversized armor. And I get why the War Machine armor looks different now, because you know, it's basically a, a straight up exoskeleton for him as well. But it looked funky to me. Like it, it didn't look like he was actually standing in armors in the same way. Um I thought nano machine Iron Man armor was kinda dumb. Yeah. Yeah. There is a point where Iron Man's armor becomes too advanced. And it happens everywhere. It's why in comics right now, they're very specifically powering him down. And Tony's choosing to not have the armor be part of his body for the first time since like 2003.
0: Wow. Um, Yeah. And I I would agree that it probably got to that point in this movie. But I don't think we're going to have to worry about that going forward.
1: No. And you know what? (laughs) It was still kind of cool. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not a huge problem. It's a me thing. When Iron...
0: No, I would agree. Some of the shit he was just suddenly able to do was ridiculous. Yeah. But it looked cool. Oh,
1: not all of it. It always does. I mean, I just have this point where they like to play it like, at what point is he the man and at what point is he the suit? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's less interesting to me when you're just straight up, he is the suit. Have that question, sure. But at this point... He's got, he's got it all. He's got these nano machines that can do everything. Why does, I mean, there's always been kind of the question of why don't more Avengers have Iron Man suits. But, like, I've got magic nanotechnology. No, seriously, give that to everyone. For real. Star-Lord had to hold the stupid ball at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that gets harped on all the time. I'm. It bugs me, but I'm more okay with that than the other thing that actually also involves Star-Lord. Um, in my opinion, the the two the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies uh, so far out of the entire MCU have been telling the best, most thought-out, and um, consistent... Uh, emotional theme and through arc for all of the characters.
1: Yes. hundred percent.
0: Which made it really jarring for Peter and Gamora to just suddenly be in a relationship finally in this movie because they have not gotten to that point yet.
1: Yeah. Um, I can kind of accept it because I didn't imagine them as being in a relationship in the beginning, but like, end of the world stuff is happening we don't have time for anything let's just be honest about our emotions mm-hmm. and i was kind of willing to believe that but it was definitely really when they first said like i love you i bought it sure whatever the, the kiss scene and like feeling like their first kiss and then having drax be there great wonderful Fucking Drax. oh god drax is good <laughs> in this Dave is not a good actor, but he's really good at playing Drax the Destroyer. His Drax. Like, that is not the comic book Drax no, but, at all.
0: But that's his Drax, and I love and his Drax. And I would Drax.
1: not change it for a second. How long have you been staying there? An hour. Like, dude. <laughs> just, oh God. Um, But, like, right before she dies, her telling him, like, I love you more than anything or something like it just... It, it was, you know, the scene that didn't happen in Empire Strikes Back where they were trying to do the I love you mm-hmm. and he douches it up with I know, but it was the only way that you could do that without it being like just too sappy for words. That part didn't work. And not that like, oh, he was fucked up by having to try and shoot Gamora that I believed 100 uh, percent or that she'd be like, hey, kill me if Thanos gets me also would believe but yeah, it's another one of those where I think Guardians Three was supposed to come out first before all of mm. that craziness happened, and it could really easily hurt Guardians Three as like a trilogy finisher.
0: Yeah, I don't know Finish how it, how that's going to work out, but I trust in James Gunn, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I that think does... they'll
1: have kicked out Thor by that point. Yeah, I think they're going to kick him out in Guardians or not in, in Thor Four for being mm. annoying.
0: I don't want to harp on this too much because too many people have for the wrong reasons.
1: Is it Guardians related? Because if not, I have one more. Okay. Okay. Peter, who, they overdid Peter having a dick measuring contest with Thor.
0: Yeah, I really liked it though. (laughs) Some parts of it were really
1: good. I just, they always... I don't like when
0: he puts on the accent even. When he puts
1: on the Thor voice. Yeah.
0: Everything up to that though. I'm just like, Well,
1: and then after the like, who's the leader kind of, I don't know. Like I just, it was, they had a good joke and they just told it a few too many times. I felt like, um, part of the ways, I mean, everyone hangs out with who Peter hangs out with is more powerful than him. That's he's used to that. So there shouldn't be that much of a, like inferiority complex kicking.
0: Yeah. But he's like a pirate angel.
1: (laughs) That part, I just, as I said, it was funny. I just felt like beginning of movie one, Peter, I would have believed it. End of movie two, Peter, I believe it less.
0: Mm. Too many people farped on it for the wrong reasons, and I do feel like uh, Disney has actually learned their lesson as shown by... The the final episode of The Mandalorian, and they know how to do it better now. But the girl power moment in Endgame is completely unearned, and although makes for a good screen cap, is completely out of place with the battle.
1: I was thinking about this when I was watching it, because I heard a lot about that.
0: I think they've learned their lesson. The final episode of The Mandalorian shows it, but I, I do also, think it's awkward. I in think
1: that. the critique is right. I think I also still enjoyed it while being like this is so try hard, but I still thought it was fun. CC clearly enjoyed it. Like CC got excited when that happened. So it didn't make sense. Cause none of these characters have ever met before. It was still kind of cool. It makes I think all the critiques of it are valid.
0: It makes still, for an amazing screen cat. Like it looks mm-hmm. fucking sweet up on screen. It's, it's a weirdly Snyder moment in this movie. Yeah,
1: That's accurate um yeah critiques are valid i still enjoyed it
0: uh yeah i i, I it's not like... my it's not my biggest thing but it is like
1: what the what what uh but they don't even know i didn't like Pepper as rescue in this me yeah me either. because we never got the first time she's in that armor she's leading this and maybe if it was more of the original Avengers i would have gotten it because the original Avengers have dealt with Pepper enough, or Tony's world enough, to have that kind of earned credit. But, like, Valkyrie and Captain Marvel? They're not going to know or give a shit who Pepper is. Like, mm-hmm. Also, I just don't like Gwyneth Paltrow ever since she started selling snake oil. Um, exactly. Come at me, Gwen. I <sighs> used to really like you, and mm. now
0: you're just kind of a fucking weirdo. Look, that is the power of goop right there.
1: Oh god, that made me mad. Just to hear you say that. Um, Don't put some of those things in your vagina. No. <laughs> like, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> um
0: But you know, it, it also could have been worse. Weirdly, the boys did it better and like earned it. And also it involved stomping out a Nazi. So.
1: Which the boys
0: Like, on on, Amazon. Oh, the boys. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was trying to think of them. No, they they had a moment that literally both lampoons that, does it better, and also involves stamping out a Nazi.
1: Yeah, that's going to help. You know the scene that did that in a way that was earned credit? When Thor, Iron Man, and Cap go up to fight Thanos. When they're like, it's a trap. Yeah, so...
0: Mm -hmm. good
1: and like thor starts bringing down the lightning and transforms into like
0: so fucking he's still fat
1: thor but he's still like he's like prepped for combat that was awesome
0: so i do in the i remember sitting there in the theater thinking that as they were getting ready for the final battle one of the things that they were going to do was force thor into into the de-aging fuck up version of the machine from what I understand,
1: Marvel fought Fat Thor really hard and we're trying to at least get rid of him by the end. Mm. Uh, and I think Hemsworth very specifically was like, no, we're doing this like I want to play messed up Thor.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, it also kind of reminded me of when um, Volstog becomes War Thor in the Jason Aaron run. Uh, see, I was thinking
1: of Volstagg in a Moment of the Jam, Straczynski run, which is a few years before, and doesn't get credit for being a great run, partly because Straczynski left, mm. just like randomly, was like, okay, we're going to do Siege, and he's like, I don't want to do that, so, <laughs> late. I don't like doing crossovers, so I'm just going to leave, and they're like, oh, okay, this was a big Thor crossover, I guess we'll figure that out on the fly. But they have a moment where someone tries to blow up the building Volstags in and he just like bursts out half naked and awesome being like what and even Lady Sif, hey, <laughs> uh, and it, it, it was a really good moment. So I mean, same thing could have like, same thing works.
0: Did you, I know, I know you've read parts of that Aaron run, right? Did you ever run into that Volstagg bit when he's Warthor? Because uh, that part's actually kind of fucked up.
1: I've seen some moments of it. I haven't read the Warthor arc.
0: Part's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, feel bad mean, he's using
1: the Ultimate Universe Hammer, and I don't like the Ultimate Universe Thor or the Hammer that much, so. And the
0: Hammer's pissed. And he's pissed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people that really liked the more like axe like hammer but no if I want thor if I want mjolnir I want like
0: yeah hammer. metal
1: brick mjolnir I'm I'm trying to think of other cuz there were a few moments I almost cried okay and I'm trying to think of other bits of that most of it was just like people coming back caught me mm. um I really liked Captain America running a uh, like survivors group.
0: Oh, yeah. I enjoyed
1: yeah. that moment of seeing Steve help out like on the small scale. I don't blame Tony for his like anger reaction after they lost. He's in hardcore drama. I wish they had had a moment where he apologized to Steve for it because the things he said about Steve were wrong. And Steve deserved that apology and he never got it. And Steve wouldn't care, but I do. <laughs> um, him getting the Captain America shield back and Iron Man being like, please, I need to get it out of my garage actually tracks a lot with when I give people a gift and they're like, oh my God, this is a really big gift. I'm like, I just want it out of my house.
0: It's, it is big. That is clas- I need to get rid of it. Well, that's yeah. true,
1: but it's also like my classic out for I don't want to have this emotional moment here. So, nope. You're doing me a favor. What was your favorite scene? Like, or do you have a favorite scene, just to finish it off?
0: Ooh, it. We both we kind of talked about one of them already. Some mm-hmm. my favorite bit in Endgame is Cap with hammer.
1: Understandable.
0: Um, Infinity War, it's fucking Thor showing up at the final battle mm. and just getting to the unleash a little cone. bit.
1: Anytime they let, they, they figured that moment out. Really? I don't think they quite figured it out till Ragnarok, but that like, what are you the God of? And he pulls down the thunder. God, they've gotten good at doing that.
0: Yeah. And it's just such a triumphant moment where everyone's just like, ah, shit, here he comes. It's
1: time. Um, uh,
0: but I love everything leading into that too, with him fucking, uh, Push starting a star with Peter Dinklage.
1: Yeah, that actually surprised me because Dinklage has talked before about refusing to ever play dwarves and stuff like that. Well, they
0: found the best way to make him play a dwarf. And
1: they were like, we'll pay you a lot of money. You'll be in a Marvel movie and you'll be like four times the size of everyone. He's like, all right, that sounds fun. <laughs>
0: like, Nobody said that interstellar dwarves are small.
1: And a lot of times in Old Norse Legend, they weren't really. Right. I don't know if i call it my favorite moment, but I think the bravest moment they ever did, like in possibly any Marvel movie since the first one, was Thor cutting Thanos' head off and time-skipping five years. Like, I'm back and forth about how much I want that versus like more old-school Infinity War, mm. Infinity uh, Gauntlet. But that was brave. That let them make choices. And on some level, I'm not sure how I feel about bringing everyone back because. I mean, it was always going to happen, but it kind of felt like they were trying to put all the toys back in the toy box at the end of the story. And for a lot of the Marvel movies, they haven't been doing that. So it felt weird.
0: Oh, but no, like, this is not putting the toys back. They are exploring the ramifications of that.
1: True. True. I'm excited. I'm really excited to finally see Spider-Man Far From Home and WandaVision and...
0: Okay, so Far From Home doesn't go into that. Far From Home still seems like everything's peachy keen and like uh-huh. the world is now back to normal, but it's also from a kid's perspective Yeah, who's on a trip of a lifetime to Europe. Maybe not a trip of a lifetime for Peter because he's been to space, but it, it, space didn't have his crush there too. Yeah. And there's also
1: a little bit of trauma, baby, going on there of like, I just need some non Spider Man time, dude. Um,
0: Uh, WandaVision is its own beast, but Falcon Winter Soldier starts to actually delve into the consequences of suddenly bringing back half the population when they've been gone for five years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it is not all that happy.
1: I'll be really curious to see how they handle that going forward or if that's going to be. There's a thing in comic book universes where you can accidentally make too big of a change and you have
0: to like. Find some way to reset it.
1: Yeah, because this is like too big and we can't go on that way. Um, Like killing Superman and having an alternate universe Superman come in and take his place was the bravest thing they did with Superman in years, but it didn't last very long. Kind of still mad about that, but okay. Uh, Wildstorm had the post-apocalypse happen. And I was like, well, Wildstorm's got about four years left in existence. Um, (laughs) And I was right. (laughs) Uh, So I'll be curious to see at what point are they going to be like, no, that's fine. You know, they blew up Las Vegas at the end of Secret Empire and it did not take them long to be like, go from no one is left alive in Las Vegas to "Eh, some buildings got blown up. But you know it's fine.
0: Yeah, no, they started. Uh, there was there was global talks happening.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I hear Falcon Winter Soldier. Great characterization, not always great. Like,
0: no, it fluctuates. Uh, okay. Some of the episodes are very strong, but uh, it's very enjoyable throughout.
1: I watch a lot of Doctor Who. I'm already used to watching and liking shows that land like two out of three.
0: So, yeah, and the one, the bits that it lands, lands real, real real well, so. Not surprised at all. And the bits that it miss, it's not like it's doing bad, it's just not quite there, if that makes sense, so.
1: That was a place that I'm looking forward to, of they didn't quite earn the credit of Sam and uh, Bucky got along way too well in Endgame. Mm. And he was way too chill about, like, you know, Steve passing on the Captain America shield to Sam. Considering that the last time we saw them, they were, like, not getting along at all and competing on, like, you know, putting the chair in the wrong spot or whatever. Uh, and it looks like Bucky and Winter Soldier is bringing some of that. Falcon and Winter Soldier is bringing some of that back. So, like, yeah. But, It wasn't bad. It made sense the Bucky, especially this Bucky at this point in the life, was being like, nah, I'm not set to be Cap. But the, like, approving nod had not been earned with the characterization of the two before
0: this movie. It gets earned. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it gets earned. Um, It's just what we were
1: talking about of having to shove that many stories into two movies. There's some stuff that you have to have happen that doesn't always... You know, or
0: that you just have to make way short.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Writing did you out think? Steve was so short. Uh, what did you think of Red Skull? There was a really good job of not getting Elrond to do it, but making it kind of look like they got Elrond to do it again. Mm-hmm. I was amazed they didn't ask him to come back. I think it's because he was clearly wanted more money than they were going to get to do. And he had been very open about not enjoying making First Avenger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a good use of Red Skull. I was glad. I want to see what happens next. Because even if they don't have Agent Smith... God, I can't think of his name. Um,
0: Oh, um... Hugo Weaving.
1: Hugo Weaving! Thank you. Even if they don't have Hugo Weaving, the Red Skull is a good villain, and man, I'm in the mood to punch a Nazi. Or watch a Nazi be punched, more accurately. So, bring him back for Cap 4 and do something wild with him.
0: Ooh, that'd be fun that be fun. Oh,
1: he'd be so mad at a black Captain America, too.
0: Also, I have no idea what they're going to do for Cap 4, because the things that uh, that show seems to lead into is one of the other TV shows and not that What TV show? It seems like it might be leading into Armor Wars.
1: That would make sense.
0: Or at least a very specific part of it seems to be leading into Armor Wars, and a very se- specific part of it seems to be setting up... Um, Thunderbolts slash dark Avengers. I am confident that they are going to to combine the two into one idea.
1: They've done it before. So that would work. Uh, I'm in and it's what a a countess Valeria Uh, Allegra Allegra de Fontaine or something like that.
0: I don't know if she well, I think she's involved with that. But like, well, because so we have John Walker now Mm -hmm. for the cap. If we're going like if we're thinking of it as like dark Avengers. Uh, we're going to be bringing in Yelena Belova in the Black Widow movie, which uh, the Contessa was supposed to debut in, but they switched around the debut order of those. Yeah,
1: because that movie got put off forever. Well, and we could be bringing in Hercules already. So, I mean, he doesn't really belong there, but it wouldn't be hard to
0: to make him uh, basically uh, Dark Thor.
1: Yeah, make him Ares or Ares
0: or Ares. Uh, if it, you're bringing in Hercules, why not bring in Ares?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think uh, it'd
1: be easy to use.
0: uh, I uh, think you can use Zemo as the dark Hawkeye.
1: Well, and Zemo has led the Thunderbolts before. It would be hard for him to manipulate into that.
0: But if you're using the idea of combining the idea of Thunderbolts with dark Avengers and somebody is taking somebody's role, Mm -hmm. I think you can use him as the instead of
1: bullseye. Yeah. Uh, And it wouldn't be hard to, Bring in a bomb as like a Hulk or Mm. Abomination because I think they talked about him coming back in She Hulk, anyways. Uh, Tim Roth, I've uh, heard rumors about Tim Roth coming back forever, Mm -hmm. and I really liked him so,
0: or uh, (laughs) Thunderbolt Ross,
1: yeah, Thunderbolt Ross makes sense. (laughs) I don't see him becoming Red Hulk, but I see him like making his own Avengers because he's the worst.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs>
1: Thunderbolt Ross is always in comics Out of, I mean this guy does a great job at being the worst Sam Elliott did a pretty good job too like that was one of the only good things about the Ang Lee Hulk
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then we probably end up with our Dark Iron Man coming out of our Armor Wars mm-hmm. and it
1: would be I mean this isn't going to happen but it would be a successful way of bringing Venom in. Oh yeah, it doesn't work because Venom is so clearly in its own standalone universe, right? But I'm just gonna mention it because you know, if they start talking Dark Avengers, people are gonna talk about that.
0: Mm-hmm. I th- I think it seems like they're setting up towards some version of those two properties, either separate or pro- most likely mashed together. Because why would you run two supervillain teams?
1: It is unfortunate that you cannot land the impact of Thunderbolts one where they did not advertise at all before it came out that they were villains.
0: Right. And it was at the very end. It's like the
1: last page citizen V takes off his uh, mask and like puts on his real face and he turns around and it's fucking Zemo. That was the greatest. Gotcha. Moment in the history of comic books. And they will never be replicated because people will be like, the Thunderbolts. And there will be so many goddamn ScreenRant.com.
0: Oh, there already is.
1: Yeah. Who are the Thunderbolts?
0: As soon... Yeah. As soon as they revealed Zemo's fate, they're like, oh, Thunderbolts.
1: And I get it. Because, man, like... I mean... Marvel advertising at the time didn't want to do it back then. And that was 1996 before we knew every secret Mm -hmm. because they were like, how the hell do we advertise this generic super team? No one's going to want to buy this. They were right on issue one, but damn issue two sold like hotcakes. Once like the word started to come out, you can't do it anymore, but it
0: was cool. We're obviously talking about future Marvel now, so I don't have too much more to say. on this. Yeah, no, I think I'm done. Uh, And everybody in the world's seen them, so it's not like we have to recount the events. If you go take a look at their box office numbers, almost everybody in the world has seen them, (laughs) until you, Zach. I
1: know, right? (laughs) I mean, the last, like,
0: 90%. (sighs) You are the 1% today.
1: Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Uh, Any recommendations before we take...
0: Off. Oh, yeah, recommendation with a caveat. Like, the, <laughs> the, the author involved, we've oh, talked no. about him being kind of shitty in the past, and we don't need, is you can go else? look that back up. But um, because we were just talking about future Marvel, and one of the last things you hear uh, the Contessa say in Falcon Winter Soldier is, things are gonna get weird. And one of the shows coming up is going to also get weird. Uh, so I say before we start hearing too much more from the set and before the show's out, go read the Warren Ellis run of Moon Knight.
1: It's so good. It's I've been wanting to read that again lately, and I've still not dived. I think I'm about to give in and start reading Warren Ellis again, and I don't know if that's... Your fave is problematic Is a hell of a... Even, is mm-hmm. always a thing to deal with. But, man, some of his writing is good.
0: Moon Knight is the... How, do, how to quickly explain Moon Knight in a way that's more accurate than Marvel's Batman, because I hate that description. Oh,
1: I really hate it. Moon Knight is a person with multiple personalities. Why he has multiple personalities Widely, varies over yeah. the years. But in this version who he is and what he can do varies by the uh, phase of the moon. So like full moon, he gets more um, mystical and stuff like that. It's, and he wanders around fighting crime, but he's a complete nut. So he can never quite figure out like the way to do. Sometimes he does weird mystical adventures. Sometimes he's literally just wearing the classic Warren Ellis loves white suits. Look, and sometimes he's a superhero, and he just instead of being a person that's like multi-genre, he has just in this version separated himself into these three different personas.
0: Three for actually fighting crime, mm-hmm. with a Mister Night, Moon Knight, and
1: mystical Moon Knight. Just still yeah. called Moon Knight, but like, uh, and that's a terrible short description, but it's just weird, beautiful artwork of a person who's never quite sure what's real.
0: It's that's the thing. If if a Moon Knight story is written well, then by the end of it you don't know if it actually happened or not. And there's a decent amount of that in that run.
1: Yeah. It's it's my favorite Moon Knight far and away. I mean I'm also apparently not a great person of taste in Moon Knight because I actually like the Brian Bendis run and like I went on a Moon Knight fan page and found out that I wasn't a small minority.
0: On that. <laughs> I didn't even say
1: anything. And just the number of memes that I was like, hey, I liked that run. Oh, <laughs> you, you did not, sir.
0: Anyway. Yeah. That's my recommendation. That gave um, me an idea that we're going to talk about off air.
1: Okay. Uh, for the, I'm also doing a comic book. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Capra by Michael Fife. I am guessing on that last name. I'm sorry. I've only ever read it. It's F I F F E. Um, He, this is a guy, he's done some actual, like, comic book industry work, but he started just making his own comic on, and selling it on Etsy, and it's amazing, and Image has now been doing collections of it, but it's, it's basically just a John Ostrander Suicide Squad fan fiction, like, one character is obviously Deadshot, one character is obviously Boomerang. Okay. Uh, One is so clearly Amanda Waller, it's not even funny, but it is so, I don't know. There's something so like honest and earnest about what this is, what this is doing. This guy is just making the comics he wished he could read. And it's somehow still original enough that I don't care. I'm like, okay, you're, you look like Deadshot, but with two eyepieces and you're named Floyd instead of Lloyd or the other way around. I don't even remember which one is which. Right. You are not even pretending, but I feel like Ostrander would have read this and just been like, this is cool. (laughs) So, uh, And it's just a dude with, I don't think he has an editor. He writes and draws and he does the whole thing himself and he doesn't use any of it digital. So it's just so rare to get this experience that I'm willing to give forgive the fact that it is so blatant to rip off that it's not even pretending to not be. It's good, though. It's so good. That's fun. fun. If Suicide Squad had kept doing this, it would have remained a huge comic throughout its entire run, as opposed to it gets canceled a lot, but people like the movie, or people like the idea enough that they made a movie. People did not like that movie.
0: I kind of did. Anyway, that's a different discussion for another time. What are we talking about next time?
1: Next week, we will be talking, we'll be kind of diving into the 80s independent comic scene, and we will be reading Grimjack. Yeah. uh, Created by John Ostrander. So perfect. And Timothy Truman. uh, And we'll talk about kind of why 80s sci-fi comics were about as amazing. 80s was such a good era for sci-fi, just in general. I don't know what it was about that decade, but it clicked for sci-fi.
0: I almost didn't say, yeah, I was almost just nodding. And then I was like, no, this Wait, is not audio. Audio, format.
1: yeah. We have to, <laughs> um, admittedly, I'm most excited about this to do something that's not a movie because we've been doing so many movies lately.
0: You had to get caught up, sir.
1: I had to get, I've loved them all. I keep watching movies and being like, I should do a General Nerdery episode on that. So I, I get it. But I'm also excited to be like, I read this comic book. This is my wheelhouse again. <laughs> uh The comics that we will be reading specifically for it will be Grimjack Killer Instinct and Grimjack the Manx Cat, which were the two original creators coming back like 20 years later and publishing miniseries. And you can see how they have evolved as creators when you compare it to like them being in their early 20s and the 80s making these. But it's still... Jack,
0: Yeah. And if you
1: get a chance, just it's great. But anyways, that's next time.
0: This time we're done though. Uh-uh. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach.
1: Dismissed!
0: Dismissed. Hi everybody, General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it as the whole world is ran on algorithms and we wanna be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, Also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, If you wanna get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Ear Virm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, It might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.